Um, I love the topic of holiness and I love the topic of being consecrated and set apart for God. And how many of you know that that is more important than ever right now? I feel like it's always important. It's always a message. It's like the message people don't really love to preach so much because they don't want to scare off their people. But in our community, we love it. We want to live it. And so I'm excited to encourage you um, in, in three different ways tonight. I I want to, I feel like the Lord's highlighting this message just to encourage you about what's happening now and who we're called to be in this hour. And in Matthew 5, 8, it said, blessed, it says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. So I want to talk about our heart tonight. Your heart is a beautiful gift from God. Your heart is what God is looking at. So many times um, the world is just caving in with this pressure and works mentality and hustle, 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 and whatever it may be. But all throughout scripture, God is addressing our heart. Jesus is addressing our heart. And he says, blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God. And so I can't help but want to know what a pure heart is. What does that mean? Because I want to see God. Is it possible for me to see the Lord? Yes, it is because it says so. <laughs> so I want to encourage you in keeping watch. First, I want to talk about keeping watch. Then I want to talk to you about turning to him with all of your heart and repentance. Everybody's favorite topic. But when you're set apart, it actually really does become one of your favorite topics because you realize repentance keeps you close to the father. Okay. So keeping watch, I love this scripture so much. I love free will. I love what God loves us so much that he gave us a choice to follow him, a choice to obey him. He's not lording over us, making sure that we're following it in every command. He's just inviting us into this beautiful place in his word to follow him. Because Jesus said, if you love me, you will obey my word. And I know you love him or you wouldn't be tuning in right now. So in Proverbs 4, 23, it says, keep your heart with all vigilance for from it flow the springs of life. What does vigilance mean? Vigilance means alertly watchful, especially to avoid danger. So if I'm going to keep watch of my heart, that means I don't want to let any danger in, right? I want to keep watch. I want to make sure just like mamas, you know, you want to protect your children. You're, you're aware of the surroundings uh, of your children, right? So can we be aware of the surroundings of our heart and what we're letting in? Psalm 127, 1b says, unless the Lord watches over the city, the guards stand watch in vain. Oftentimes I have failed in the past in sin life or with, you know, addictive behaviors of gluttony or sugar or coffee, whatever it is, right? Because I, or, you know, even wanting to get healthy and lose weight, I was keeping watch and I wasn't inviting the Holy Spirit to keep watch of my heart. And so I was watching and standing guard in vain and failing and failing. But the moment I, every single time I ever got delivered or set free was the moment I said, God, would you please come set me free? Would you please come watch over the city and guard my heart? So one of the things that is so practical in this is just asking the Holy Spirit to come to come and make you aware what is good and what is not. Will you show me what I'm letting in that is not what you ever intended for me to let in, right? First Corinthians 10, 13 says, no temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. I love reading God's word because it just shows 
how real Jesus was. He was tempted in every way, in every way, with greed, with lust, with addiction, with getting drunk, with all the things that are tempting to gossip, to slander. Like he was tempted in every way, yet never gave in because he always took the escape route. And I love in first Corinthians, how it says that he will, he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, but with temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. So one of the things that I've learned is the more vigilant that I am, the louder and clearer the escape route is from God in every temptation. What am I, you know, it's like one of those things like what am I watching? What have I been desensitized to? What conversations am I letting in? Um, if you're listening to shows like reality TV, where there's a lot of gossip, you're probably gossiping, right? Cause you're letting it in and out of the heart flows the things that we've let in out of the mouth is what defiles the heart of a man, because what you've let in is either going to bless or curse, right? There's only two kingdoms, light, dark, right? We're either all in or not. And it's, and, and I love I love that God always provides a way of escape. And so I remember I used to not even know where the escape route was. I was so desensitized and I was so into checking out, numbing out, tuning out to this or that. And then the moment I realized, oh, Holy Spirit, will you please show me the escape route? When the opportunity or temptation comes to do what I've been doing, will you actually present me with you and make it so much more clear that you're with me? And he did it. He did. It was so amazing. And so what have you been battling? And many of you may be watching this, like you were just set free or you have testimony and maybe you're not feeling like you're battling anything. And that's great. I still think it's always beautiful. Um, and also God bless you for not battling anything. You must be like a champion, you know, the MVP of the night of a whole conference. No, but Jesus was tempted every, you know, he's tempted every day, right? We're tempted every day, but it's what you do in that moment. That is so amazing with your heart. Because Holy Spirit wants to come and watch over your city, the city of your heart. And he wants to speak to you and help lead you and guide you. So if we can follow the voice of the Holy Spirit, then we can protect our eyes, our ears, and every outlet from what we're letting into our heart, right? So gossip, fear, are you watching a lot of violence? Or is it turning into anger, hate? What are these things? Are you fighting a lot? Are you arguing a lot with your spouse? What are these things that are happening over and over again that you just need the Holy Spirit? I know I can just like keep going into this to reveal to you the escape route. Because guess what? We are 100% responsible for what we let in. And that's what I love is that God gave us free will to be all in or not. And he desires our, our whole life was created to love him and follow him and to release the kingdom of heaven on earth and experience the kingdom of heaven on earth because it's at hand, right? So I want to talk about turning to him. So once we talk about our heart, we talk about turning to him. So sin and fear flow from a heart that is not fully committed to the Lord, right? When our heart is not fully committed to God, we open the door for sin. So I, I want to break this down with two Kings in the Bible that I absolutely love literally two Kings. And I'm mentioning second Kings in part of this, but in second Chronicle 16, we learn about King Asa. King Asa was legit. He was always looking to God. He had a very small army, but he was always, he was often surrounded on all sides. But what did God do? King Asa looked to the Lord and because he did, the Lord delivered the enemy into King Asa's hands time and time again. How amazing is that? But there was one time where King Asa turned to man 
And when he did, he began to be at war. And you know that famous verse in 2 Chronicles 16, the Lord is searching throughout the earth for those whose hearts are completely and fully turned to him to strengthen them. And God just wanted to strengthen him. But a prophet came to him and said, but because you didn't, your nation will be at war for 70 years. And it made me think when I read that. When I have turned to myself in my own strength, I have been at war with myself. And it led me to depression, self-hatred, perfectionism, shame, guilt, condemnation. If I turned to my husband, I would be at war with him. If I turn to a situation and I'm trying to figure out how the situation is going to be resolved without turning to the Lord, then I can be at war with the situation. It can overcome and overtake my life. And I love this story. I don't love it because I don't, you know, King Asa never repented. But what I do love is that God and his kindness and his mercy has showed us that no matter how crazy things get, we can turn to him and repent. And I love this through the story of King Manasseh in second Kings and in second Chronicles 33, you can go check it out. But look, this, this King was so evil bloodshed, worshiping other gods and conjuring up spirits in the temple that David built. And he led his entire nation to live the same way. He was taken prisoner. And when he was taken prisoner, he realized how evil and wrong he had been in the way he was living in his he turned his heart to the Lord and cried out for help. And guess what? The Lord saw his heart because oftentimes God talks about our heart in scripture, right? So you could, the world would look at King Manasseh and be like, you know, give him the death penalty, send him to prison. You know, like the, the world is, can be so unforgiving of people like this, right? But God saw the genuine place in this evil man's heart of repentance and took him back to this, to his kingdom and he went and he tore down every false idol he could. There were some that still remain in the land, but he said, we will worship this Lord, this God, but we will tear down this. And I'm telling you, our people will serve the Lord for the rest of my time here on earth. Right. And he repented and he led thousands of people into repentance for the same thing. Right. And so I just want to encourage you. It is never too late. So we have one King Asa who lived his whole life for the Lord and at the last minute turned to man allowed shame, guilt, I don't know, to get in there and never repented, right? But then you have a king who lived evil his whole life, genuinely turned his heart to the Lord. The Lord forgave him in his mercy, triumphed over judgment. And then he went and turned the whole kingdom back to serving the Lord. Is that not amazing? So I just want to encourage you here, your heart. We're living in a time where media is painting people as evil. It's pitting us against one another. It's causing a line between Democrat, Republican, right, wrong. What is this? What is that? If you don't believe what I believe, I'm taking you down. But I'm saying even the people creating that rhetoric could be the next King Manessa. And I just want to be a woman who believes and prays that God could touch their heart, no matter how evil it gets. I mean, this dude was known as one of the most evil kings in biblical history, right? King Manasseh. Yet he was touched by the Lord and repented when it got that bad. So even in the midst of being crazy bad, no matter who our leaders are, no matter who's in authority, it's never too late for them. And it's never too late for you. And it's never too late for your family members. It's never too late for your friends, your spouse, whoever it may be. I just want to remind you that it is so important as a believer to, yes, be this warrior that Patricia has been preaching so much about. Like we are, it is time to go to battle and stand our ground because we are at war, right? The kingdom of God is at hand, but how is your heart going to be positioned as a warrior, right? And I think that's so important because he's constantly talking about our heart enough for us 
to assume that it's important. And so this is what I wanted to talk about too. I think this is such a powerful message and it's always great to be refreshed in this, but um, in first Thessalonians four, seven, it says, for God did not call us to be impure, but to live a holy life. And I love holiness. I've always been mesmerized by living a life set apart and holy. And I've come to realize, and first of all, the more that I turn to him, the more I realize I don't know and have so much more to learn about him. But I also realize the holiness can only come through relationship with God through how can a man keep his way pure by reading the word of God, right? And God didn't call us to be impure. He created us to be pure and live a holy life. And his scriptures are filled with, with powerful correction, teachings, empowerment, exhortation to know what this even means. But also what I love is that it's through relationship with Jesus. It's reading about his life. It's, it's talking, it's listening to him. And as I have turned my heart to God through repentance, it has caused this life to become more pure and set apart and holy for him. So his kindness is what leads us to repentance, right? And this is what I've come to learn about it. One, when I feel conviction come in, I'm not talking about Satan makes us feel guilt and shame when we've done something wrong. But when conviction comes in, it means God is in your midst. God is in my midst. If I feel convicted, that means, wow, God's here. What an honor. Then it's showing me that he's reminding me of who I am. Satan is trying to tell me who I'm not and lie to me about my identity. But God is in my midst with conviction because he wants to remind me of who I am because I, I forgot for a moment and I'm turning my heart back to God, but Satan wants me to run away from God. So in repentance, I feel conviction. It means God's with me. He's reminding me of who I am and I'm turning my heart back to him. I'm apologizing and I'm taking ownership as well. Satan wants me to stay a liar, hidden and run away. And I, as a saint as a daughter and saying, I'm, I'm apologizing, taking ownership. And then God's also revealing another way for me to go. Right. And Satan is saying, there's no other way you're here forever. You're stuck. There's no way out. And the cycle keeps going, but God is like, no, there's another way. Come with me, follow me. And then I go that way and Satan loses <laughs> every time, every time you repent, it, I feel like it's like Jesus is shaking the keys to hell, reminding I feel like, yeah, Jesus is shaking the keys of hell, just taunting Satan with another victory in the kingdom of heaven. And so I just want to encourage you, repent, take ownership of the mistake that was made. And then when you do, guess what? It's as though he chooses, God chooses to forget that you even did that. He doesn't hold it against you. He wipes it clean. Satan wants to come back and taunt you and taunt you. But guess what? It is done. It is finished right? If you've repented. So I want to encourage you to repent. If you've been gossiping, if you've been slandering, if you've been out of insecurity, um, a lot of women can gossip out of insecurity, not feeling safe, not feeling strong in some area. Um, many women are struggling with lust these days, whether it's reading romance novels or watching TVs that are awakening things that shouldn't be awakened or fantasizing or lustful thoughts, whatever it may be. You know, Matthew 5, 28 says, um, everyone who looks at a woman with lustful intent has already committed adultery with her in his heart. And so even these internal places, what I love about John the Baptist, John the Baptist came and he was like, I'm going to take an ax to the root. 
other prophets had come in the Old Testament and they were showing outward repentance, right? But what I love about John the Baptist is he came in, he was like, there's something deeper. It's an internal, it's your thought, it's your dialogue, it's your posture of your heart towards God. And even those deep places that nobody else can hear about can be turned to the Lord and we can repent and it will set you free, right? And this is repentance is the first message that John the Baptist and Jesus preached. Repent for the kingdom of heaven is near. And I will tell you, I have even experienced daily repentance, even for the things passing through my heart towards myself or towards other people, things that nobody else can hear you thinking about. And what I love is the Holy Spirit will come. And this isn't a time to like navel gaze and be really hard on yourself and shameful, but this is a time to just be like, Holy Spirit, will you show me what I'm letting in my eye gates, my ear gates, my thoughts, what I'm marinating in? Am I renewing my mind every day? And what, what am I pondering on every day? What have I made an idol? What is Lord? What has taken precedent? What lie has taken precedent? Is there anything like that going on? And if there is, will you please reveal it to me and then repent, say it out loud, confess and turn from it and go the way that God is leading you to go. So I just want to say, um, this may seem so super simple, right? Keep watch of your heart, right? Because you are in control of what comes in and goes out, turn to him because you will always have his victory every single time and protection when you do and repent because repentance means you are with God and you are choosing your identity in him rather than the world and keep going and preach this to all people. Right. And why am I sharing this during this time? I feel like it's so pivotal with where things are going. It's a lot of uncertainty. We're hearing this, we're hearing that, but I want to say, yes, we know that it gets darker as it also gets lighter. We need you. Ladies, we've, we need you. God is raising up women in this hour. And I'm telling you, if you begin to speak up and speak out and you do, your heart is not turned to the Lord, you will compromise. Temptation will come and you'll grab the temptation that looks so similar to what God is saying and fall. And we don't want that for you. I don't want it for me. I don't want it for any of us. But if you can keep your heart turned towards Lord, if you can keep dialogue with the Holy Spirit, be careful what you're letting in, even news-wise. If you can be careful with what you're letting in through media and news, which you're following on Instagram, how much you're consuming it, what are you consuming the most of? Because I'm telling you, we're going into a time where we must consume the presence of God. And I don't just mean talking to him and telling him what we want. I mean, listening and obeying. Jesus said, those who love me, obey. If you love me, you'll obey my word so many times in scripture. And so are you listening even to his word, his spoken word today, because he's speaking to you. He is, he is truly raising up these hidden women right now in this hour who will go, who will speak at school board meetings, who will speak in Congress, who will speak in their local communities, who will speak in these pregnancy centers, who will support them, whatever it may be. But how can we do it if we don't know what he's asking us to do? And many of you are going to get crazy new assignments I'm talking left field assignments in this season to speak up on, but he's preparing you right now. He's preparing you for the opportunities ahead. He's preparing you to turn left and he's just looking for women who can say yes. And so I want to implore you to say yes to God, to listen to his word and obey. And the entire time, if you could just keep close to those who are following him, who are set apart, that you keep close to his word, that you keep it in your heart, that you renew, that you renew your mind daily to what his word says so that when the world comes against it, I'm telling you, we are going into days where the word of God is hate speech. And I don't think that any of us would be surprised by that, but 
Jesus warned us about the hour that we're stepping into, that there would be persecution. Look at the disciples. They walked with him, yet many betrayed him still. Many turned their back on him and some repented and one did not, right? But they walked with him and denied him because things were so scary. But he warned us that these days would come. So if you're preaching and living the real gospel, something is the religious spirit, the political spirit is going to push up against you and you will experience persecution, whether it's on a huge public stage, whether it's hidden, whether it's at work, whether it's in family, but how will you respond? If your heart is turned to the Lord, he will give you the words to speak. He will show you how to love and humility. Jesus never came against these men who were so evil, the Romans. He never came against them. He never corrected them. He only spoke to his people, right? And social media is just throwing swords and fire at their opposite tribes. They're not building relationship. They're not coming to the table, right? But God in this hour is wanting to, he's just looking He's looking for those whose hearts are completely and fully turned to him to strengthen them and get them through it. Right. Because we're going to endure this. We're going to push through and we're going to have that crown of life on our head. Like it says in James, because we are women who love him. And so I want to encourage you to lean in. I want to encourage you to give him everything you have. Look, we are all or nothing. We can't be lukewarm. He tells us what he does with lukewarm Christians. But the world needs to see what real Christians look like. And you can only discover that by understanding how Jesus himself led with humility and love and truth. And by being the woman God called you to be, by keeping your heart to him and just following him and obeying him, right? I hope that this is really encouraging to you. I love the topic of holiness and purity because I even love and Isaiah 35, the highway of holiness, how it protects us from evil. Like evil can't even get on the highway of holiness. It can't. But if you're on there, then you're in tune to who he is. You're set apart. And I'm telling you, this is a rare woman I'm talking about. This is a costly life. This is laying down everything. Literally, you can't hold on to anything. You lay it all down and you go to him and you say, Jesus, I want to give you my everything and anything that's getting in the way I'm asking you to reveal it to me. And then you lay it down and you repent and you don't pick it back up. You let the Lord watch over that. And in, in his perfect timing, if that thing that you're laying down, that dream, that relationship, whatever it may be, was ever meant to be yours, he will bring it back. But I'll tell you, I have discovered and I know that James and Patricia and Wendy could back this up because they have years on me of following the Lord, right? Decades on on me and my life and following the Lord that Jesus will lead you to so much more than you could have ever asked for or imagined because a life as a saint rather than a sinner, because I'll tell you, I'm more aware I am so much more aware the more I follow him, how tempting it is every day to give in to sin, right? But I, Jamie Lynn cannot, Jamie Lynn leading her life is sin. It's, it leads to sin. Jamie Lynn laying her life down and being led by the man, Jesus and the Holy spirit and the amazing father I have in heaven is a saint. It's a life of freedom and holiness and purity. And it's the escape route every time. And it's possible because Jesus lived it and showed us that it is. So anyways, I hope that you're encouraged. I really believe, look, I believe there's some of you are listening and you're crying or your heart's pounding and you just know that it's possible for you to release yourself from depression, to release, to lay depression on the altar, to lay gluttony on the altar, to lay darkness, to lay lust, to lay pride, to lay these dreams that you desire that have 
maybe you've become angry and resentful because these dreams haven't happened the way you thought they would, but maybe it's just time to lay him down and ask God what he has for you now. And so I just ask Holy Spirit that you would come fill every single woman who's listening right now with your loving kindness, with your word and with your truth and that they would experience the freedom that can only come in you. And I thank you, God, just for filling them with love. And I thank you for your conviction. that's so empowering and so beautiful. And I ask that you would come in and show us that you're here with us, that you would remind us, Holy Spirit, of the escape route, and that we would raise up and empower other women to do the same. But I bless everyone listening in the name of Jesus. And I thank you, God, for women who are all in, in Jesus' name. Amen. I love you guys so much. I'm having so much fun in this event, and I hope that you are too. I hope to connect with you next year at Waffle in person and give you a hug. And um, you can follow me um, on social media and stay connected. But in the meantime, enjoy, enjoy. Listen to what the Holy Spirit is sharing with you throughout this beautiful acceleration conference where we are just going after it and dreams are coming true, but they can't come true without your heart being fully and completely turned to the Lord. So I'm here for you. I'm cheering you on. Love you. Thank you so much. Hey guys, what's up? Hey. Have you subscribed? What? I couldn't hear you. Have you subscribed? <laughs> She's like,